Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Welcome, doctors. Today, what I want to talk about is why should excessive motion study testing be done independently? Why should your non-disc ligament injury testing, which is excessive motion testing, be done independent of you as the treating provider? That's what I want to stress and what I want to riff on today. I'm going to tell you I have a lot of experience in this area. I've been doing this since 1995. Since 1995 and 1995, from 1995 to 2004, I sent every single study out to do excessive motion testing on my patients. I sent it out to do it independently. And to back up, let's back up and just in case you're new to my podcast, an excessive motion test is to determine if you have the, the damage to the non-disc ligament injuries. Remember, when we injure the spine, we have to derange the spine. You can't injure a body part without deranging it. The spine's no different. So if you injure the spine, there's three things that you can do. You can fracture it or you can damage the connective tissue. Because remember, the spine is essentially connective tissue and not essentially. It's just connective tissue and bone. It's connective tissue and bone. 24 movable segments over 100 joints, intricately laced with ligaments that hold the joints together. There are 220 specialized ligaments, 23 of which are discs. So if you have a injury to the spine, you have to derange the spine. And you basically have either a fracture or you have a uh, connective tissue damage. And connective tissue damage is if you damage the disc, you pick it up on MRI. If you damage the non-disc, you pick it up in stress radiography with accurate measurements. And so what we're talking about is the accurate measurement testing for excessive motion, excessive motion for angulation and translation patterns that the injury leaves behind. So you want to do this test unbiased and independent because the results are so significant. I mean, the results are significant enough that they can generate a pre-existing condition or not a pre-existing condition, an an existing condition that would cause the patient to need a surgical procedure, a spinal fusion surgery. So when we have ligament or connective tissue damage, if you have excessive motion damage, Um, That requires spinal fusion surgery. If you have a disc herniation, that requires minimally invasive discectomy. The two surgeries are completely different. One's not anywhere near as invasive, which is the disc surgery, and the other is significantly invasive. So when we're saying this, it's no different, doctors. If you are out there, you would not do your own MRI read. Now, some of you may be trained to read MRIs because you understand the amount of errors that are in MRI reads today. So some of you are taking training, and I think that's very good, but you're not going to actually just, if, if you're a doctor of chiropractic, you're not going to go, hey, imaging center, the only thing I want you to do is image my my patient with an MRI, I don't want the radiologist to read it at all. I'm going to read it myself. Now, you wouldn't do that because you would not appear to be credible. It's the same thing today. You, you're not credible. You don't appear to be credible. When you do your own testing, you don't, and especially if you're going to do treatment as well, you do not appear to be criti- uh, credible. The other thing with it is it's too easy to manipulate the results. So 
it's hard to say for the other side, look, I just trust you didn't manipulate these results and make them look a lot worse than what they are. I have looked at thousands of these, thousands of these tests. I've even looked at them in research. And I can tell you right now, there is such a propensity for the provider, the treating provider, to do a study where you still need to plot points. You need to still put points on anatomical markers to make them worse in the beginning and better after treatment when they really haven't improved at all. And so the first thing that happens, the first, if I was an insurer today, the first thing I would ask is, how do I know you're not independent? If you're doing them yourself, you're not independent. I'm going to look at you carefully because I am going to perceive that you could be manipulating the results. And so I'm going to not look at it as credibly as if you sent out for an unbiased third party. It's the same in the work comp system. How do I know you're not gaming the system? That's just one point. Point number two is most of you are using some sort of a software. You're using some sort of a system, and maybe you understand that system and maybe you don't. In some of the systems that I've seen, there's over-reporting that occurs, significant amount of over-reporting. What I mean by over-reporting is it's over-reporting the significance of the findings. So... There's a lot that you have to know if you are going to do these studies yourself. And if you get a great, uh, you know, you get a great defense attorney, these things can be very easy to focus on because I'm the defense attorney. I know that you don't know the ins and outs of the systems that you're using. And so that's what I'm going to spend a bunch of time on. Um, for me, I never want, all I wanted to do in private practice was get accurate testing done. If I sent out for an MRI, I want the best place I can get. If I sent out for excessive motion testing, I want the best place that I can get. If I sent out for a CT, best place I can get. If I sent out for an EMG, best place I can get. Because I'm going to, as the practitioner, I'm going to rely on those results. I'm going to rely on those findings unless I think something's way off. Then I'll question the findings. But I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to stay right in my lane. And I like the fact that basically you don't, that I don't have to be, I don't have to know everything there is to know about all of us. I love that fact, right? So I'm going to stay right in my lane and I'm going to just do my thing. And I know that I make a incredible living doing that. Because with some doctors I see, you're trying to bill for these things. Some systems say don't bill for them. You're still trying to bill for them. I just, I, I personally, I would never want to be in that, in that situation. And I never want to put my practice in that situation. I never want to put myself in the situation where I have to answer questions that I'm uncomfortable answering. Um, that's me though. And that's, to me, that's how you navigate the personal injury market and you navigate it and grow really, really big and you, you sleep well at night. So these findings to me are so I mean, imagine that you picked up a contract with a, with a I don't know, a professional sports team, and now you're saying, hey, I, I, I did lines on my x-rays, and these x-rays state a finding that your client, this, this, this athlete, may need, now need to, one, A, stay out of games, two, may need to have some sort of a spinal fusion consult. Do you really think they'd look at you credibly? Now, if you came with a radiology report that said the same thing, 
that basically was 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 indicating what the findings were, you're perceived as much more credible. I work with attorneys every single day. And I'm going to tell you something. If you are a doctor of chiropractic, one of the biggest hurdles you have is your perceived credibility. The perceived credibility is not high. That's why you hear, hey, we like to work with medical doctors. We like to have medical doctors involved. Their perceived credibility is higher. So why in the world would you not want to have that? Why wouldn't you not want to leverage that? Why would you not want to use that? Now, let's say, let's say that you're in the orthopedic or you're in the pain management or you're, you're a specialist doctor. Why wouldn't you not stay in your specialty lane? Why would you try to jump into radiology? When it's not your lane. Um, for me, the nice thing about that is, again, if I was on the consult, if I was consulting the defense attorney group, man, I would have so many questions that I would be cons- con- consulting them to talk about with you that will make it so that you will not feel comfortable. No guaranteed. Because there'll be de- very difficult questions to ask to answer because now you have to know this specialty. You have to know the ins and outs of what's occurring. How is it occurring? Whereas if you're sending out in on an independent, unbiased third party, they have to know those questions. I don't have to, if I send out for an MRI, I don't know. How, I don't have to know how the MRI was performed. I don't know. I have to know about the magnet strength. I don't have to know about the positioning. I don't have to know about any of that. I don't have to know about the radiologist report I don't have to know about how they read it. I don't have to know anything. All I know about is I am relying on the results and I'm relying on the fact that they provided me with an accurate study. My job is over. If they provided an inaccurate study, if they they did something that was malpractice, okay, I'm out. I'm out. And that's where I want to stay. I want to stay in my lane. Doctors, it's too easy to stay in your lane and be really successful. Anybody that wants to go outside of their lane, I never understood it because it's too easy to be successful by staying in your lane. So know what you do well and know what you don't do so well and decide. Uh, For me, I always wanted to have this done independently and in an unbiased manner. Because there's so much leverage to it. There's leverage if I go out and talk to attorneys. If I talk to attorneys, one of my unique selling points is I use top-of-the-line radiologists to assist me with identifying and imaging the injuries. If I'm going to send out to an imaging center, I'm using the the top-of-the-line center. And I'm going to basically say that. And if the the top-of-the-line center doesn't happen to be in my neighborhood and I have to force a patient to drive 5 miles or 10 miles or 20 miles or 30 miles or an hour to get to the top imaging center, that's where they're going. If I have to have a specialist that's an hour away, that's where they're going. If I have to have an attorney that's an hour and away today, especially with, with, with Zoom and all the areas, that's what I'm using. Because what I'm growing is an incredible injury practice. And I'm going to grow an incredible physical rehabilitation center for these injuries. I'm going to use the best resources that I can. I'm going to use the best people that I can. And that's what makes me grow. That's what makes me get significantly large. And it also helps 
Look, if I'm using an imaging center to do my images, I'm promoting the hell out of the imaging center, what it is that I'm doing that no other doctors are doing. I'm picking up the non-disc ligament injuries. These simple x-ray studies that I'm doing, they're picking up what your MRI will not pick up. And so when why would I be promoting that to an imaging center? Because the imaging center is out promoting to a lot of doctors that I may want to work with, a lot of medical doctors that I may want to work with. So... There are too many advantages to staying in my lane in the injury market, and that's what I want to do. So for me, it's, it's a no-brainer. You want, you want to have these things done. I wanted to have these things done independent, unbiased, and I want to use the information. Those of you that don't want to do that it that way, you just make sure you understand the ins and outs of everything you're doing with it. That's all I'm saying. Doctors, what these podcasts are to do is I take a a topic, riff on it a little bit, hopefully give you some good information, something to think about. If you got comments, you want to put some comments down below, what you like, what you don't like, what you're struggling with, I use the comments to create future podcasts. As always, I appreciate your attention and your time, and I thank you, and I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program.